Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, can you do me a couple of ones in a change? Yeah. Fact machine takes once, don't Yeah, yeah. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do that. No point doing that. Give him the tenner back. Right? You give him a fiver and a 50, right? Give him that back. So you take that and you just give him the free ones. Right? Give him the free ones, that's it. Now you give him 30, right? You give him the 10 bob back and you owe him, if I'm right, 22 pence. <laughs> that's wrong, isn't it? Back by popular demand. Simon Day and Friends Lockdown Show 2. Saturday, July the 4th, 8.30pm. Go to biletto.co.uk. Search Simon Day and Friends. Tickets, only £5. Show will be shown on Facebook. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. Well, this week saw Project Restart for 19 out of 20 teams in the Premier League. One team refused to restart and that's West Ham United who decided to keep in lockdown despite the fact that they were currently playing a game of football against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, an extraordinary game uh, which we will dissect during the course of this next podcast. Um, issues arising. Uh, Felipe Anderson is to West Ham United what Marco Bugers was to West Ham United. We will not only fail to win another game before the end of the season, we won't even score a goal, so predicts Jim Grant. I think it's pessimistic. Let's talk about that after this. Stop Hammer Time. Joining me this week on Stop Hammer Time are the original uh, performers of this podcast, but all the way back in December 2007, we were managed by Alan Kirbishley, and we're in the middle of a season in which we comfortably finished in 10th place. The uh, fresh-faced, youthful trio that took part in that podcast were myself and also Jim Grant. Hello, Jim. 
Good evening. And it's Pete Ward. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Good evening, everybody. Nice to hear your voice. Um, Yes. Now, uh, did we all watch it? I watched it. Yes. Saw bits of it. It's funny, without the crowd noise, there's a huge amount of swearing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's all coming from me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It it was a a huge amount. There was a lot of... um, Oh, ref, that's bollocks to bad decisions and uh, yeah. a, a lot of, oh, fucking hell. How did you did know you, you uh, turn the uh, sound the... off, crowd sound off on Sky? I couldn't well, figure there, out. There, it, it goes out on two channels on Sky. Yeah. One is with the sort of computer game type piped. Right. Although it was sort of vaguely West Ham songs and things. Yeah. And then um, the other was, uh, is, 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 yeah, there's another ch- chat. I can't remember which way round it is. Main event, I think, has. Oh, okay. The, yeah, uh, I, just accidentally, I just accidentally clicked on the one that didn't have any crowd noise on it. I found um, myself flipping between the two and disliking both. Yeah. So it's a really weird sort of thing. I go, I go to the no crowd noise and go, oh, I don't really like this without crowd noise. And then I go to the crowd noise and the, well, the crowd noise seems so, just like, bad canned laughter in a way isn't it yeah well i mean that could conceivably have been the fault of uh not really the noise but the game yeah maybe that's game was wretched wasn't it really poor absolutely most of the uh, games have been pretty shit haven't they yeah and apparently um we were talking about this the other week apparently so far only one home win someone was telling me and i I haven't bothered to check the uh results to, to, to verify that newcastle yeah, the Newcastle game. I think they're the only team to have won at home so far. It's yeah. the same in the Bundesliga. They're nearly, they're, yes. There's no home advantage. In fact, in fact, the commentator on Saturday was saying this might suit West Ham because the crowd are not going to get on their back. I have to say, you know, normally uh, we do one of these after a game. And, uh, you know, the, even if we lost, we're sort of, we're, you know, we, we still do our stupid podcast and make jokes and muck about. And we're pretty sort of sanguine about it. But I, uh, at the end of that game, I felt that there were literally no positives. Uh, and, I, and I thought it was absolutely, as we all said, wretched. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, pro- sort of profoundly worrying. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, very worrying, really. I mean, we might be lucky in that Bournemouth look terrible. Yeah. Um, Norwich, one suspects, are dead and buried, um, although we've still got to go there. Um, uh, you know, and... Uh, Villa. I don't know, it's difficult to know. And Villa, I'm sorry, and Villa look... look, look yeah. um, although they, they managed to go up ahead against Chelsea. But um, you just got to hope that um, those three kind of kind of... Just stay crap, really. Um, yeah. yeah. My take out of the weekend was we if we stay up, it'll be because of the f- failings of the other teams. Yes. Not uh, because that... we've got the wherewithal to get out of it. Well, I suppose first thing to talk about is is uh, the team lineup. Uh, you know, in a sense, you you talk about these three months off as an opportunity to for, for every football team to regroup, to get players fit, and to start with a kind of full squad. Um, we begin and we have two injuries. We have an injury in defence uh, and an injury up front, um, and it seems to completely destroy the team. <laughs> Uh, despite the fact that we should have a fit squad. And, that you know, a kind of professional outfit in the Premier League should be able to cope with two injuries. Yeah. Uh, we, we had to convert a midfielder to be a centre-back 
despite the fact we've got a spare centre-back. We have loaned another centre-back to... Where's Reed play now? America? He's, he's self-isolating in Denver or somewhere. What yeah. Is, is um, he ain't coming back. No. Uh, but, 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 you know, uh, so... so, so and, and I felt that we... we um, so we moved a midfielder into central defence and I felt that the team uh, lineup. I, I actually literally couldn't see really what it was. It looked like uh, one for, you know, well, goalkeeper, yeah. like four, six. I, <laughs> I couldn't see where anyone was standing in midfield or attack. It was like, I guess what it was, was four, five, one with Antonio as the target well, man. But, but he didn't see... I don't think it was, you know. I think he was pushing Anderson up to play up front with Antonio. No, I think that's what he was nominally doing. But it was impossible to work out where yeah. Anderson yeah. was playing or what he thought. I mean, one of the worst performances in a West Hampshire I've seen in quite a long while, I thought. Extraordinary. Yeah, he, was, he was, he looked completely uninterested. He barely broke into a run at any point. Every time he got the ball, he sort of, dithered on it and then yeah. Yeah, kind of ridiculously passed it, you know, to a Wolves player or tried yeah. to pass it through a Wolves player. Um, it just, you know, he looked, he has this permanent, slightly baffled look on his face now, doesn't he? It's like yeah. kind of as if he really doesn't, he's never really played football for. He's like, uh, he's completely lost, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely lost. Well, it, I mean, there was a game under Pellegrini where uh, the microphones just happened to catch Pellegrini, sort of go, Felipe, and sort of shadow. And you heard that on Saturday. Moyes had to keep shouting at him to just sort of reboot him. It was, yeah. like, sort of, it was like he sort of kept, you know, going to sleep and you had to refresh the page every by shouting at him it was like i mean you know to be honest he he based on that i i i i feel like he shouldn't actually pull the shirt on again it's like it, well it's obviously a temptation when you pay 45 million pounds for a player and you've seen him play well and he probably does play well in training games that he'll turn it around and he'll suddenly switch on you know um but the more the evidence goes against that, you sort of think you should just cut your losses and, and forget that he's there. You know, have him on the bench. Yeah, I mean. Play different footballers. Yeah. Yeah, well, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more about that. I think, you know, I, I don't... And, you know, he just he needs to be dropped. And uh, But it is difficult with... Suddenly, now that you've got an injury to Alaire... Um, you know, it's not Antonio. Antonio's not a centre forward. I mean, he's no, no more a centre forward than he is a right back, which is what kind of Billich tried to turn him into. No, you know, no. he's a kind of rogue winger, isn't he? Like a rogue yeah. kind of wide attacker. You know, he, he's um, he did a it's few like decent things. He tries, but you know, yeah. Um, he, he's he's yeah. There there are things missing from his makeup that um, yeah. You know, um, they're not suddenly appear. A few other players, a few other midfielders had really poor games. I thought Bowen was really off the mark, and um, Fornells. I mean, that oh, opportunity Nels, yeah. to miss that. I mean, that was unforgivable. That one-on-one uh, -on -one where he just blasted it over the bar. Would yeah. have been ruled out. By, he was offside, wasn't he? I mean, that would have been was ruled he? out. I think that goal. But um, even I so, I think yeah, he was offside. Oh, I thought he was, but. 
Um, I thought Bowen um, was was quite good in the first half, uh, but I thought he faded. He sort of disappeared in the second half, I thought. Uh, um, he was having to trap. I mean, Ngakia was wretched and uh, he was just like missing in action. They, they just kept in the first half um, hitting a long diagonal ball into that left you know into that left corner and there was they were always doubled up you know and so um uh we we just they just got in down that left hand side every single time yeah the commentators were set you know speculated that they were targeting Ngakia because of his inexperience and were sort of deliberately attacking down the kind of uh uh the left their left flank it was johnny and uh, i think giotta maybe were yeah. Yeah. Uh, sort of down that left side. So, yeah, certainly um, Bowen and Ngakia kind of had their work cut out a bit down that flank all night. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and that meant that Bowen, as, in a sort of an, as a, an attacking force, was kind of, yeah. uh, you know, undermined, really. Well, that was the thing, wasn't it? I mean, we were, and this has happened a lot under both Bilic and Pellegrini, we were just on the back foot from the... From the moment the game started, all we could do was react to what they did. We didn't... I mean, mean, yeah, they didn't play well. I mean, it it was an awful game. Until Triori came on, it was heading towards nil-nil. But he he changed the game. I mean, he's he's got pace, energy, directness, crosses a ball well. You know, we didn't... I mean, they, it's, they've, they've been training and gearing up, but yet again, they just simply can't cross a ball. They, well, a lot of it is hit and hope, isn't it? Or, yes, or it was interesting. Over hit, you know. Yes, it was interesting that, you know, in a way the shine came off Ngakia a little bit because despite yes. the fact that, you know, when he when he first played for us and we were sort of bewitched by his basic competence... Um, <laughs> You know, it it, uh, it seemed like he was approaching the real deal. But I thought, even though he was willing to get forward, uh, you know, quite a lot in that game on Saturday, his crossing was awful. Yeah, awful. terrible. He had that moment in the second half where he cut inside and dinked a beautiful little ball to Noble, um, which led to something I can't remember. Uh, but that was sort of it, really. Yeah. Uh, Similarly, uh, Antonio had a poor game, but he had that run at the end, run and shot, that you kind of went, well, yeah, that's great. Could you have done that in the rest of the game? Because that's sort of your SP. That is your kind of shtick. So to do it once near near the end of the game is a little weak, you know. I think he came out with some degree of credit because he he was trying. And... uh, um, you know, similarly, I thought I thought Rice and Dio, you know, try. You know, they were okay until until you know um, they were caught out. I don't think I don't think we they were, they scored two very good goals. I'm not sure we could really stop. You could argue Cresswell should have got nearer to um, what is you know the guy who scored the second. But yeah. oh, I don't know. I think Dio totally missed the cross for the header, first goal. Jimenez's goal. And then Fredericks was nowhere as that ball dropped over his head for the volley. I think yeah. the defending was bad. Yeah. They were just caught out. They're not tight enough at those situations. 
Maybe, maybe. That was a good ball. I mean, that went over Frederick's head. I mean, I think Frederick sort of nominally stood in the right place. It was just a good height, you know. Mm. Um, I I thought Diop looked nervy. I thought he looked um, sort of flustered. Quite early on, there was a, um, a ball... To one of those guys on the same flank, their left, our right, um, that he sort of, I mean, and this happened all the time. You know, Diop sort of got a defensive header to it, but their player won the second ball. Uh, and we were in trouble. It didn't lead to a goal, but it was, um, it was uh, difficult. You know, we just, if we won the ball, we then didn't win the second ball. So, you know. And you you have to work you have to you have to work you have to you know earn the right to 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 play football. I mean we 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 were um, you know like so often we, in recent years we stood off them when they had the ball and didn't really kind of press them and put them under under pressure. And then when we had the ball time and time again, it's, it's obviously difficult to see on the television, but time and again it, it appeared that there was no decent movement in front of the ball. No. You know, over and over and over again, a West Ham player on the ball dwelt on it. No, there was no movement, and then went back. You know, we just kept. You know, it was noble. The bad old noble days of kind of going around in circles and then passing yes. back deeper. Noble know. had a noble had a bad game. I thought. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, like, you know, the, the time there was no movement. Yeah. Yeah, someone, someone possibly noble, possibly Cresswell at one point was doing that, holding their hands out, going, someone move. Yes. With their yeah. football. Um, but I thought the, you know, the, the, we were really starting to make progress with a sort of willfully attacking lineup that found a way to have a front three of uh, Antonio, uh, Allaire, and Bowen with the attack minded um, uh, Fornals behind them. And mm-hmm. I was sort of thinking that with our, you know, whatever depth of squad we have, if if you have two injuries, you might still be able to kind of replicate that. Um, what he did was like reconfigure the defence by dismantling the midfield, by taking a midfielder out of that, um, putting it in there. But also, um, you know, the absence of Allaire, he dealt with by simply not replacing it, just going, I won't have one. I'll just have yeah. another midfielder and you're kind of going can't you try and keep that three up front formula but just play a different guy play Yarmolenko who is a striker Uh, I I mean I just thought that that that, you know if you basically went well let's let's Allaire can't play let's play Yarmolenko instead of him um uh Bonner can't play let's play Balbuena instead of him yeah you know, one one thing, a lot of those good performances, uh, the Southampton and the two noble losses, um, Suchek was injured. Yeah. So he had Noble and Rice as your kind of holding midfielders, which meant that a third midfielder could be an, a, a sort of a more attacking one, which was, for nows, behind a front three. Um, you know, with Suchek back, you have... A decision to make about which midfielders to play, and what he did was play, take one of them out and put him in defence, but keep the other yeah. two. Yeah. Um, so we had well, this slightly heavy midfield. Yeah, yeah I, that was it. Was shapeless, wasn't it? I mean, they were all, yeah. they, you know. Um, I, I just, I suppose, in the end, you know, those injuries have been a, to key players in a sense, haven't they? I know Hannah's not had a great. Season, but as you say, he's he was he was 
central to that kind of the kind of way the team was setting up. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. Ogbonna has been arguably our best player this best season, player. certainly best yeah. defender. Um, and then to uh, everyone's sort of saying, well, you know, Moyes is praising Rice's versatility, and, and, and yes, okay, great, he can he can slip in there, but that instantly makes us less competitive and mobile in midfield. Yeah, so, uh, it just felt. Um, that you know those those kind of crucial elements were suddenly suddenly kind of missing, and of course with no Snodgrass, the third yeah. injury actually, isn't there? Um, and he's out for a while. Snodgrass, no, he's back. Is he really? Is he? Yeah. Oh. Um, without Snodgrass, there's no quality delivery from set pieces. Or no, corners were poor, weren't they? Corn, you know, really? yeah, corners were awful, and we had this weird thing where we were just kind of going to try Standing and crowd the goalkeeper. Just caught the ball all the time. Yeah, that's, that's definitely Kevin Nolan's influence, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I used to do it. Now all of you go and stand in front of the yeah. keeper. Well, but the delivery has to be good. And when he did it, they they did the old um, back back post corner to Tompkins, who would head it back into the danger zone, yeah. not yeah. hit it at the goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I thought it. I mean, I I, I thought. Um, Suchek didn't have a nightmare. I thought he was busy and was trying to get involved and, uh, you know, didn't hide, made himself available for everything, nearly got on the end of that Lanzini-dinked ball over the top. Um, But, you know, he has to look at what the midfield is, you know, because if it just goes, well, if Rice is fit, I'll just play all three of those guys. Um, You're, you know, you're looking at a sort of slightly... Overstaffed midfield, and yeah, uh, shot was going in the top corner as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I thought he had a good game. I thought, you know, not a good game, but he was—he at least looked competent. And there were players that just weren't, just didn't seem ready. You know, like Fornals looked lost, and that shot was woeful, woeful. You know, Uh, but um, Suchet, I think I personally think you can only really play Suchek or Noble in that current team. Otherwise, you don't have enough attacking flair. I think yeah, I think it's, exactly. it's a bit of you know the two of them pretty similar players. Suchek is much more attacking in a, uh, uh, a different in a different way. Um, but I think having the two of them in the team together, like with Rice as well in midfield, you're right. You end up with really compromised uh, attack. Yeah, um, it was just That's such good. a to dismantle something that seemed to be sort of working. I, I mean, I guess if I mean, I guess he just must not fancy Balbuena. But then that's just a, that's a problem. Crazy, it's a crazy situation. If you've given, you know, if, if if ideally you'd like to have four centre backs. Okay, one of them is long term injured and has now gone to the state. So you've got three under midfielder that you know can do a job if you're stuck. Um, to then go, I just don't fancy that third one. We've only really got two centre backs. That's just not a Premiership outfit. No. Do, is, no. is Haller, Haller's only may well be fit for tomorrow, though. Um, the one they think is closest is Obbonna. Right. Um, and that would be uh, really quite significant, I think, because a it, it would it would mean. Um, as you've just been saying, you know that um, Rice can move into midfield. Uh, we could afford to to um, to drop Noble and perhaps get Fornals involved. Or Lan- you know, Lanzini, I thought was reasonably bright yeah. when he came on. Yes, yeah. so, uh, 
I thought the subs were both actually. I, I yeah. thought, um, though he really didn't get many touches. I thought Yarmolenko didn't put a foot wrong. No, he's he, he's worth a run, you know. And, and maybe we're going to have to have a look at him mm. and uh, and even Wilshire. You know, I mean, yeah. um, we we just looked so off it and so kind of as if we is that like you know you you mentioned you know a couple of years ago when that that game we went to at Man United where it's as if they hadn't. Nobody had told them it was starting yet. No, um, no. It felt like that, didn't it? Totally, totally lacklustre. Absolutely. Really well, let's talk about, um, let's talk about uh, where we're going to go from here uh, after this message. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct... Something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen. Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back. Um, yes, it was very poor. Uh, and uh, yes, I mean, I, I, I sort of think just to basically say, oh, Alair's missing... I just won't have I won't have anyone up there. I'll just have other guys who run around sort of in the midfield. It's just felt like, well, you know, if you if you I don't think it's the time to just not fancy Balbuena and not fancy Yarmolenko. We're in a real, you know, crisis. These two guys we've bought, clearly he's put them straight in and they'll sort of play a lot, you know, uh Suchek and uh, Bowen. But uh, of the players we already have, um, I think you just got to, you know, Yarmolenko is a Ukrainian international footballer. It just can't be, oh, I've looked at him, I really, I just don't fancy him. I'd rather have nobody than Yarmolenko. Mm. Just seems... Also, there's an opportunity to use five all five substitutes to rotate and, and save, some in, save players from injury with using the five subs, you know. It's- it's funny, isn't it? Because, I mean, five subs seems like a lot of substitutions, but if you only have, have three opportunities to make substitutions, it's not actually the um, uh, the huge gift we thought it was because you still basically have three opportunities to change your team, yeah. not, fi- not five opportunities, you know. Um, a lot of teams in the Bundesliga are doing two at half-time, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, because then you've still got two substitute. Yeah. He's left. Yeah. You have an injury or something, um, but just kind of fresh legs and fresh, you know. Yeah. Particularly if you're not, you know, if you're not doing particularly well. I thought, you know, that was that was such a lackluster first half performance. Um, we were kind of sleepwalking to defeat as soon as they, you know, brought on, and they we knew they had kind of pace um, on the bench. Yeah. So I, 
I don't understand why he didn't make a couple of those changes at half time. Just kind of give everyone a G up. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, Anderson should not have come out for the second yeah. half yeah. after that display. He should have just been benched. You know, he should have been straight out of it. You know, um, and you know, and get 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 you know a Lanzini or or a Yarmolenko on and say right, have a right go at them. You know, yeah, he did a was- G up. It needed a shake-up, you know. His substitutions are a bit like Pellegrini's, aren't they? They're they're too late. Yes. They're reactive, um, and I mean they're they're, they're progress- as progressive as Pellegrini's, but they're just too it's too slow to make the changes. We have to go behind or before anything yeah. happens. Yeah. I was interested in. I mean, I can see the argument that Angaki Angaki. <laughs> good performances so so to you know give him the nod to go again uh seems sort of fair enough but Fredericks put the better cross in and we've seen that and the funny thing is actually Moyes might not have seen that much because I think you know a lot of Moyes's latest tenure um he was injured Fredericks was injured during those so hence giving Ngakia his debut and there were I think a couple of Moyes games Zabaleta played right back but I think um Fredericks is more experienced, he's quick, and he puts in a good cross. So I yeah, was surprised. And, and, and I wonder whether the even Gakia doesn't want to play for the club, you know. So. Well, there is that as well, but it's like, you know, those behind-the-scenes things, I never really know what's going on in that in that respect. But, but you know, I mean, I, I think um, certainly last season, away at Spurs, uh, I think part of, um, you know, one of the only bits of, of, of really obvious Pellegrini decisive uh, team selection that helped win the game was bringing Diop back into the team and bringing Fredericks back in at right back because they dealt with the pace of Son and Ali. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it looked a very deliberate, you know, Diop had had his slight kind of crisis and had been dropped from the team, but he brought him back for that game and there were chases that Diop won in that game. And, uh, uh, and you know Spurs, pretty similar side to last season. They haven't really got anyone new, um, so you're going to have that. We've got a few new players, Bergwin. Uh... But they're not. Yeah, but there's. I mean, a lot of the they're basically putting the same, roughly the same kind of eleven out in a very similar formation, aren't yes. they? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so we, you know, they like to sort of they like to sort of attack at pace. Um, you know, maybe it's a bit different under Mourinho, but. Uh, um, you know, I, I sort of I'd like to see Fredericks play. Yeah, he's better. He's better than Angakia. You know, yeah, sure, he'll start tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, oh, you'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. And we've got to give the other team something to think about. I mean, we seem to be. Um, well, you know, we basically, whether it was deliberate or not, seem to. You know, the classic. Um, uh, the proverbial showing them too much respect. I think we just we we just reacted to what Wolves did for the whole game. I mean, they yeah. dictated yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean they are a good side. Let's, let's yeah. you know, it'd be fair enough. I mean that you know, but they they didn't really, uh, you know, they 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 got into the final third a lot, but they didn't create many kind of golden opportunities did they in that first half, really for the first hour, you know, so. Um, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to take the. As you say, you've got to seize the initiative in a, in a game that seems to be going nowhere. You know, it's there for somebody to step up and and get a hold of. 
and the manager's got to do that in terms of kind of you know clearly it's not working so change it and individual players have got to kind of you know get stuck in and step up you know yeah I mean you know I think Pellegrini sort of had had the idea that you know any 11 players I put out should be able to sort of do a job for me he was a bit sort of egalitarian in that respect and I, I think Moyes is a bit different Moyes actually doesn't trust certain of his players so doesn't play them but the ones he does trust he wants to kind of do a job and I I felt that that you know whether there were shortcomings in his uh, team selection on Saturday it was as much to do with individuals just being shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if not more so. I mean, there were just players that, you know, Fornells and Anderson were just hopeless. And Gakia, perhaps that's just how good he is at the moment because he's very young. Yeah. It's like if you play someone in his fourth Premier League game, he might play like someone who's only played four Premier League games. And, and you know... Yeah. So that was a conscious decision on sort of Moyes' part. And 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 Ngakia was not great. He was not great. He was a you know, he was a bit, a bit poor, but maybe that's just how good he is at the moment. Yeah, Antonio sort of did put in a bit of a shift. As you say, Bowen didn't wasn't as good as he was, but I think they were busy down that flank. Yes, they were. Yeah. No, I think we're gonna need Bowen to be, you know, at his best. And yeah, yeah. I think we will see that. I think yeah, we get if we can get as a team on the front foot a bit more, he'll be he'll he'll be effective. I mean, we've seen you know those kind of runs across the line where he you know he's he's a canny player. I think yeah, he'll yeah. He'll, he'll he'll do some decent things, I'm sure, before the end of the season. Yeah, um, but I feel he's got to he's got to think very serious about playing Yarmolenko. He's a, he's a Ukrainian international. He's good. I just don't know why he's kind of going, I'm, I'm yet to be convinced by him. Perhaps he isn't. Perhaps he was just going, I'm going to ease him in. You know. Yeah, I suppose he's been out for a while, hasn't he? Been out so, for a long time. Yeah, hasn't kicked a football in anger for a long time. What with injury, then the break. So, yeah. yeah. But, I, but I'd like to see those changes for tomorrow. I'm sure you'll see some. I, I, you wouldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't start a game with the same lineup as Saturday. No. Way I'd, I'd imagine Lanzini and Yarmolenko may well start. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Lanzini looked all right. I mean, that corner was awful. Then he had another bite of the cherry, and that was awful. And then it came back to him uh, from a lucky bounce off a defender. And then the third one was really good. Yeah. And, and you know, Suchek very nearly got on the end of yeah, that. Yeah. Was it? If yeah. he connected yeah. with that, that was going to be a goal. It was a good little cross. You know, yeah. Lanzini's a canny player. You know, he's a good player. And if we can get him anywhere back to you know how he was, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a that's a yeah an important point. I mean, uh, <clears throat> his his form has fallen away, but you know, this might be a little bit of a you know a freshen up for him, and and he might have. He might, he might be a bit sharper, actually. You never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is probably the longest break any of these footballers have had from training and playing. Because there was a pre-season, the break they get in the summer is only about six weeks, five weeks before they're mm-hmm. back into pre-season, sometimes shorter. So to have three months off, it's not surprising that a lot of teams and players are quite discombobulated. Yeah. So, and we, we, were, did, we were building up quite a bit of momentum. Just the Southampton game. Yeah, yeah three matches that we've got to play now at that time. And I think it may take some time for, t- for, for everybody to find their mojo. But also, similarly, there's some players who were completely off form and struggling. And Lanzini is sort of like one of those. And I'd say Yarmolenko 
though he wasn't wasn't fully fit then, was another one who was really struggling for form before he got injured. That break may be the boost that we need. With there's like getting a new signing. Yeah, I mean, actually, I thought thought that, um, you know, in those first few games of the season in which we were talking about, we were third or something, wasn't it? We had Lanzini plays in those games. And uh, what I thought he did do, and what even a bad Lanzini does, is he sets a bit of a tempo. He is, if if he's... bad or not he doesn't hide and he's busy you know he does buzz around he keeps moving he's busy and helps to you know establish a tempo for the rest of the team even if none of his touches are working and his passes are all going astray which is sort of what an out of form Lanzini is like he he still sees a lot of the ball and still keeps moving and still keeps that tempo and I think you know, that's just infinitely preferable to whatever it is Felipe Anderson thinks he's doing at the moment because... Uh, well, he's he's beyond explanation to me. I don't, I don't it's, you know... I, I, I thought he looked like he was hiding, you know. In a way, he, he used to hide on the wing uh, and sort of not get involved. So occasionally he was moved inside and got more on the ball when he was moved to the sort of middle of the pitch. But on Saturday, he was almost hiding in the middle of the park, just going, if the game runs around the outside of me and I sort of stay near the centre spot, I won't have to do anything. You know, it, it was like it was like 90 minutes of hiding, I thought. It was awful. I just don't know what's happening with him. No. Well, he just he certainly needs not to be in the team. I mean, that's... Yeah. that's- it's a waste of a shirt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, we'll... there's going to be a load of load of clubs who bring from the same sort of uh, situation as us. You know, it's going to be hard to get started. I mean, I think you're going to get some pretty strange results. I think you know, you know, teams like Leicester who are really flying high. Uh, you know, uh, um, Palace, Newcastle, both had great wins at the weekend. I've yeah. just realised there's been at least two home wins, hasn't there? Because Brighton beat Arsenal at home. Didn't oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So I think and Arsenal lost two games. So I think I think he's going to be he's going to be. I mean, I personally, I thought this was not the way to resolve the season. I thought you should just cancel it and have done with it. I thought this this is so artificial. What's happening? Uh, it was money. It's not it's money. an enjoy. It's money. They, it's all they, about they would money. Have been, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's all about money. But what's what you what we. Watching, and if you look at any of the comments since the weekend and the viewing figures, they're not great. And uh, the general perception is this is really artificial, and the crowd, the artificial crowd noise, sort of masks the the vacuum. There's no no crowd at all. But they they could have resolved this by just playing, putting all the program, all the data into FIFA and playing that out because it's going to be a very random ending to the season. I mean, maybe the top two or three teams, their form might persist all the way through. But that Liverpool Everton game last night was terrible. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it doesn't it doesn't help that the chat that the, the league was essentially over. I mean, I think we might feel very very different. You know, not us necessarily personally, but the country football fans might have felt very different about it if there was two points in it between Man City and Liverpool at the top. You know. Yeah. Um, and there really was a, a, a title race. Um, there is no title race, so um, they could easily, you know, just might as well just have awarded it to Liverpool, really, because they yeah. were ob- so obviously going to win it. Um, yes. And and it's you know if 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 the only really exciting thing, and I think it is going to be exciting in the sense that 
the relegation thing is going to go to the wire. Yeah. Um, that's you know often the football involved in that is for the neutral is is not very good. So yeah, you know, yeah I'm I'm with you in a way, but uh, they 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 were always going to do this because because they couldn't afford to lose all that all that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And and in a, if you listen to the comments of the managers, um, uh, Guardiola and Nuno Sanchez also said, "This isn't football without a crowd. This is really is not a, no." It's no. a terrible experience. I mean, and if you turn, if you watch it with the sound off, it really is peculiar, you know. And it must be for the players. It must be really alienating, strange, yeah. alienating, and and it must be hard to get your mind set into it being actually a competitive game and not a friendly or or a practice game. Yes, it's strange. Most, yeah, it's it's but, sort of um. Uh, you know, on paper, the idea of like we had this enforced break, but now we're going to come up with this intense burst, a kind of mini tournament again, feels exciting, but it isn't because the games individually are so soulless and kind of sterile, and they're just the players just it feels like a training game to them, and they can't you know can't get going. It's it, you know that you know certainly our game and the couple I've watched have been they feel like there's an intensity missing in them. And I think if we come if we come unstuck from this and get relegated, I think it, I, I sort of it's not so much I don't care. I think it's such an artificial uh, set of circumstances. Being relegated in this situation isn't the travesty. Isn't isn't going to be like the travesty of if, if, if it had happened and we were playing in front of crowds. And do you yeah. understand what I'm I'm saying there? I just think this is. I don't think I'm going to watch many games at all. I find it very difficult to watch it because no. because of the stupid. Uh, FIFA crowd sounds and then with this turn the sound off that just seems really soulless I don't know what I'm watching I may as well watch it with the sound off completely yeah. um, I think be, I think they're going to get very disappointing viewing figures for all the games because most people are just saying this is a horrid experience yeah I'm not sure I care actually and actually yeah. at the end of the yeah. day football is more important than anybody's health <laughs> Well, you know, they're coming. They're sort of coming thick and fast, and it has the shape of a tournament, but it's not a tournament because they're right. not knocking each other out. So they just keep playing. So you go, oh, on telly tonight is Leicester versus Southampton, and then on telly tomorrow night is Wolves versus Brighton, and people are going, uh, uh, yeah, sure, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. I think you're gonna, I think you're going to get quite a lot of injuries as well. Yeah, same what's happening in the Bundesliga. You get a lot of injuries because the players are just not uh, conditioned at all. You know, they're just jump straight back in at the deep end, in the heat and the hard, harder grounds. Yeah, I think yeah. you're gonna, you know, woe befall us, woe betide West Ham if you know if Haller gets not that he's been a prolific striker, but yeah, but without a recognised striker for the rest of the season, or Antonio, or anybody else who we think is key. It, like, it makes uh, the signing of Vigetti all the more baffling, doesn't it? Yeah, we've got that um, silver guy as well, haven't we? We have well, got forwards on the bench. Yeah. yeah, he might get a chance because I think he's looked quite decent. You know, in the little yeah. flashes we've seen of him. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously now I think above Ajeti in the in the pecking order. I see him. But he was what on the was bench. that signing about? It makes no sense at all. No, it was cover. I mean, it looked like no one had ever watched him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely, it did look like that. One player I think we will never see in a shirt again. I don't think his contract is being renewed beyond next Tuesday. Will be Carlos Sanchez. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Hooray! Because yeah. he played. He had that absolute stinker. Moyes played. Uh, but he played in that game and he was so bad. Moyes 
uh, was furious with him. I can't remember what game it was we lost at home. I think it was at home. I think it was an away game, but he was so poor. Yeah. Uh, and you, Moyes lost it, I think, and that's it. You won't see him again. He wasn't even on the bench. No, no. I mean, you would think that um, we sort of do, we don't need him. Um, do you think though, if we get this? Is, sorry, kind of beating track, kind of uh, tangent here slightly. If we do get relegated, can we keep this time like Newcastle did? Like, uh, can we keep the nucleus of the squad, the best part of the squad, and convince them to play for us for one more season, the better players? rather than having what happened in 2011 and 2003, when yeah. the entire squad left. <laughs> yeah, it depends who those players, who we think those players yeah, are. It depends a bit on their saleability to a certain extent, doesn't it? I mean, you know, <laughs> Hope and Antonio are championship-level players, I think. You know, I'd no because of his age. And, and Antonio because of how good he is. So we're going to see De- Declan Rice won't be playing for us next season. Whatever happens, we, we I think we have to we're all resign to that. But I'd say the majority of the rest of the squad you'd want to keep for the championship, with a few exceptions of uh, you know, who would be we, players like would be uh, uh, very ill suited to the championship. But yeah, well, you know, well, you know Haller, Haller, Suchek, you know, yeah, a lot of them, the, the whole of the defence. Well, I think Alaire would Hale like to go. Um, I think Diop will go. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah, there was yeah. a lot of heat around him last season with Manchester United interested in him. He's as, you know... It's he's cool a, because his form hasn't been as good, is it? No. So, um, but I think, but, you know, yeah. funnily enough, I think scouts don't necessarily know that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, think they should move heaven and earth to keep a lot of the players together, keep it together as a unit, because I think you then have a good chance to bounce back if they're the right players. Whereas if you've got to totally rebuild the squad in a, in a, oh, this summer, this transfer window is going to be very short. It's going to probably be uh, September, maybe a bit into October. It's going to be very, very short. So you're going to have a very tough time to rebuild a squad if you let to release too many players. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, saying of, the saying of Rice will just offset money lost. <laughs> they, they, won't, yeah. they won't be able to reinvest that. They, that that'll go That will go to try and offset <clears throat> the fact that we'll be so far, so short of money. Um, yeah. But um, you've got Dean Garner, who has done well in the Championship, and he'll, mm. he'll be a, a regular. If, yeah. I think he'll be a regular in the squad next season anyway. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know who, you know, necessarily we'd be looking to keep, really, because, I mean, it is a, it's a pretty poor t- team that doesn't really play very well. And, and, and with the, what's happened with the managers... I think you can't really, they're not just a bunch of useless players. I'd keep the whole defence for a start. Certainly the two keepers, um, Fredericks, uh, the three central defenders, uh, left back. Well, I just don't think we'll, we, I don't think we'll keep Diop. I don't think that's up. You know, these things aren't up to us, are they? I don't think we'll keep Diop. He'll go. We might keep a 28, 29-year-old Balbuena mm. who can't, currently sort of can't get in the team and has put in some really poor performances. Um, you know, Ogbonna might, you know, could conceivably stay, but I, I sort of, if he's nearing the end of his career, he may well want to go back. He'll to get his... one big payday, won't he, as well? Yeah. He'll, he'll want it, yeah. Um, you know, Cresswell, yeah. Fredericks, maybe. Um, 
is a good championship player, I think. Yeah, no, yeah. Suchek, like, no, these guys are old. They're like 30-something. These these guys yeah. we might keep, we'll keep because they're old. Yeah. Suchek's yeah. on loan. He'll go back. They won't. Yeah. It'd be ideal in the championship. Maybe he won't, though. He's... he's... You know, Antonio in the championship would be a handful, you know. No, he would. I, I mean, he, I'm, I've been watching some of uh, Robert Banks's. I've been through the lockdown to get through, part of the reason way to get through it. I've been watching all the, the season reviews from the 80s. I'm up to 2005, 2006 now. <laughs> and I think you forget what a, what a superb and Antonio like player Marlon Harewood was. Yeah. Or Antonio, I think, is like Harewood. But, but maybe a little bit less as a centre forward. But you know, he's not a goal scorer in the same way, is he? In quite the same way, he hasn't got a very good shot. No, no but he's uh, an aggressive, strong, ox-like, yeah, unpredictable, I, fast player. I think sure, Antonio but you, would go to a lower half Premier League team. I don't think he. I don't think he'd play in the Championship. He's had a sniff of England. Um, he's he's he is effective. I mean, he's our most effective player this season. He's quick. He's powerful. He's, he's um, I think he'll go to a, he would, you know, if they stay up, he go to a Brighton or a Watford or a Burnley, oh, someone like that. Palace. 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 Yeah, Palace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I took us down a quite a depressing path, and we shouldn't really yeah. contemplating that. I apologise. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about well, it. Um, happen. No. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we really have to wrap this up uh, uh, sort of fairly imminently. So um, we've got uh, Spurs tomorrow night. So what yeah. do we think? Well, we, we might have uh, two games to predict the scores. We've got. Are we playing Saturday? No, yeah. next. No, we're not. The next Chelsea game is next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, right? Yeah. So we just got one game to talk about Spurs. Yes. Um, you know, we we've got to have a reaction. Um, and as we say, I mean, I think, you know, possibly uh, 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 an away day might be better for us. Mm. Are we doing predictions? Yeah. Uh, can I go first? Sure. Yeah. I'd be really, really happy if we got a draw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one all. But it, <laughs> one all would be good. Jim? Uh, I, I, think they'll, I, think they'll, I think they'll beat us comfortably. Right. Who now? Uh, like City are beating Burnley 4 0 right now. Are they? Right. And it's only five minutes into the second half. Oh, dear. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, it was sort of interesting if, uh, you know, Liverpool only managed to draw yesterday. City seemed to have found the winning habit sort of straight away. It would be funny if it became quite close at the end. If Liverpool haven't won for four games or something, haven't they? Yeah, if Liverpool had sort of lost their mojo, you know, and uh, it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, so. Um, uh, I might say nil-nil. Oh, that's going to be a wow. really awful thing to watch, isn't it? Nil-nil, oh, clinging on for about yeah. 40 minutes, getting battered in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think our season comes down to, to nicking three of those games against, you know, Villa, Watford, yeah. Norwich. Yeah. Uh, and that might be enough, nine points, so it's a 36. It might it'll be close enough that we win three games. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah, and, and pick up a point here and there. I think that'll be yeah. enough. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, those are, you know, again, those those noble defeats we had, you know, one one aspect of them was that we really did keep going, even though we lost those games. We we were battering Arsenal towards the end of that game where I they, you know, should have yeah. won that. Should have won But, uh, you know, the team that played on Saturday is n- no relation to that team that played before, um, before the enforced break. And, you know... A nil, if it was nil-nil tomorrow, the team that played on Saturday will just be clinging on desperately with like 10 men in the six-yard box trying to stop them scoring. And it's such a shame because what was starting to be good about that team was was it kind of was a little bit balls-out attack. Yeah. You know, well, the- hopefully we can get back to that. But I mean, there'll be more room to play against the top of the team. And the Wolves are very tight, aren't they? Very well organised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very solid at the back. Um, it's, a, it's always a bit more of an open game, so yeah, we'll see. But I think they'll win it. Yes. All right. Well, uh, on that slightly depressing note, uh, <laughs> and this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelan's. With me have been Jim Grant, Cheerio, and Pete Ward. Good night. Come on, you irons. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.